I'm not pulling out of the driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for other drive to work at home edition. So uh, many weeks ago, I had Ari Zorolnik on to talk all about the flavor of Unfinity, and we had a lot of fun making up, or or sorry, definitively talking about the uh, the flavor of the characters, and, and we we didn't get through all of them, and we said maybe we'd come back and do more. So we're back, and we're doing more. Hey, Ari. Hey, how's it going? Okay, so I have a list of characters we did not talk about, so I'm going to, I'll call them out. And then you and I can talk about where the character came from and any background we want to give the character. Specifically, Unfinity characters. Oh, these are all Unfinity characters. Yes, these are all Unfinity characters. Yeah, everything we talk about in this next half hour is 100% canon. Yes. The most, the most viable lore you've ever heard. The, most, the, canon, the most canon podcast ever. Okay. Put it in the wiki. We will yeah. start with the most dangerous gamer. So let me, let me read this card real quickly. So the most dangerous gamer is... Uh, two black green for a 2-2 legendary creature, human gamer guest, death touch. Whenever the most dangerous gamer enters the battlefield or attacks, open an attraction. Whenever you open an attraction, put a plus one plus one counter on the most dangerous gamer. Whenever you claim the prize of an attraction, destroy target permanent. So who is this man? So the one thing I will say is there were four characters that got made during world build, like initial world building during the world push. Um, Myra... Devil Ken, Ken Neville, uh, the cat, Captain Next Rebula, Rex, I'm sorry, Re, Rex Nebula, and uh, the Most Dangerous Gamer. And we talked about the other three last time. So let's talk about the Most Dangerous Gamer. Who is he? What's he doing? Why is he here? Well, first of all, his name is fairly self-explanatory. He is the deadliest gamer in the galaxy. There is no, no, no one better at sharpshooting little tiny targets with, like, softballs very far away. He can knock over the most milk bottles in the entire quadrant. This guy is, is he's unbeatable well, at, I mean, he's, the field of games. If you've ever seen in, in the movies how there's a sequence where they, they there's, like, a montage where they, they're, they're practicing to get their skills up. You know, they're running up and down stairs and hitting meat or whatever. So... There is one for him, but it's just him mastering every skill you would need to win at Carnival Games. Yeah, you know. like the ski ball section, it has to be seen <laughs> to be believed. Just like hitting the left 500 in the top right corner that nobody can hit every time. Oh, he gets oh, the yeah. he gets the 10,000 every you're like bam 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 bam. Uh, so. yeah, right. You're right, you're right, you're right. My bad, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean he's a uh, he's an enthusiast. I think he's been to every theme park in the universe. Yes. And uh, this, this one's his favorite. This is the one he keeps coming back to. Well, and the other thing is, he, he's in it for the prizes. He wants to just, I mean, he's really good, and he'll just, whatever he does, he'll win every game. Uh, and Myra considers him, like, there are five plagues as far as she's concerned. There <laughs> is, there's a, a rat problem, there's a beeble problem, there's a squirrel problem, there is a, a gremlin problem, and there's a most dangerous gamer problem. So... Yeah, the only thing limiting him is the number of hours in a day. Right, and there's signs, like his picture, the reason he wears a mask now is there's a picture of his, like, he has to hide who he is because they won't let him in. He has this, in fact, I think he sneaks in. He doesn't even, he doesn't even pay for, uh, to pay to get in. Oh yeah, he just knows. Um, I think, like, he probably has on some lone asteroid somewhere, like a Boba Fett-style bounty hunter lair that's just filled with, like, stuffed animals. Oh, I think he has a, a, a lair that are stuffed animal heads up on walls. That's what I believe. Oh, mounted them all? Yeah, yeah mounted I, on I, the wall. I think that's right, yeah. Like that, that, that unicorn you see right there, that's getting mounted on his wall. 
But he yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all, all I'm saying is he is. Myra curses his name probably every day. <laughs> yeah, if you see him next to you at the water gun balloon game, run or you will get wet. Yes. <laughs> okay, next up, we're going to talk about Brim's Barone Midway Mobster. Three white black, five four, legendary creature, human rogue. When Brim's Barone Midway Mobster enters the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on each other creature you control that has a hat. Brim's Barone Midway Mobster has menace as long as you're wearing a hat. And then his flavor text is the capo of caps, the hitman of hats, the don of donning fashionable headwear. <laughs> well, he's definitely got a bit of a racket going on on the midway. Yes. For sure, right? I this mean, he's man... covered. He, he's the If you want a hat anywhere on the Astratorium, like, he's, you got to go through him. Yeah, yeah. He's got you covered, literally and figuratively. And if you come in with your own hat, so you think you're clever, you think you're wearing your own hat. You might lose more than that. That's all I'm saying. Well, I mean, you'll be approached by someone that recommends, usually you're approached in the parking lot before you even get in, yeah. that uh, they wouldn't recommend you wear that outside hat inside the park. Yeah, it's uh, the weather's getting dangerous. And he's not, just so people understand, he's not an employee. He does not work for the park at all. Um, you'll notice it does not say employee on his on his creature type line. Uh he is just a bad influence, but he follow because he controls the hats on the park. He he sort of follows the park around. Yeah, and he has a following, right? Like Haber Thrasher in this set, right? Like he has enforcers that work for him. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I'm not sure where he gets his funds. I guess he probably has has some. Uh, no, no, other... he controls the hat market. Oh sure, that, that's that's how he gets his funds. Is it just on the accessorium, or is it like is, does he have a wider? Reach. I believe he has a wider reach, uh, but I, I think the Astratorium has uh, kind of a soft spot for him. That, yeah. uh, and I, I mean, Myra, I think, has come to realize that she just has to deal with him for the hats. Like, Myra's long enough give, given up. She's like, fine. The cost of doing business, if, if, if I want hats, I need to deal with Brims. And she's like, fine. That's just the cost of doing business. I think he uh, he had a really tough upbringing, like the son of an unsuccessful haberdasher. Yes. Who just kind of like, he would look at other people's hats and then look at the hats that his own father made him and just feel this this burning envy inside of him. And he would knew that someday all of those hats would be under his control. Yeah, I, I think his father was a little more controlling with hats than than was probably healthy for him. And sure, yeah. I, I think once he sort of got out from underneath his father, he really decided to make hats his own, so... No, I, I, that's right. That's canon too. Is the thing. That's, all of this is can. All of this is canon, folks. All of this. It's can. Yeah, it's instantly canon, especially the stuff that seems to contradict itself. That stuff double canon. Well, I mean, the, hey, it's a complex character that he he both loves hats and hates hats, right? That's just that's core to who Brims is. That yeah. he has a love hate relationship with hats and his dad. No, I, 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 yeah, <laughs> let's know if you want the Brims Brown spinoff set. We'll we'll do it. It'll be great. <laughs> Three hundred Brims cards. Let's okay, go. next up. We have not one card, but we have five cards. We're going to talk about Myra's Marvels. So oh, I'm, I'm, let me run through real quickly through them. So K Katarina of Myra's Marvels, two white, white, three, three, legend creature, human performer. As Katarina of Myra's Marvels enters the battlefield, choose a letter. Whenever you cast a spell with, whose name begins with a chosen letter, create a white two-two cat creature token with flying. And she has partner. And then there is Floros of Myra's Marvels, two blue, blue, 
3-4, let your creature Merfolk Performer. As Floris and Myra's Marvels enters the battlefield, choose a number greater than zero. Whenever you cast a spell with power, toughness, or loyalty equal to the chosen number, target artifact or creature becomes an artifact creature with base power and toughness XX until end of turn, where X is the chosen number, uh, partner. Then is Nocturno of Myra's Marvels, 2 black black 2-2, two, two, legendary creature vampire, vampire performer. As Nocturno of Myra's Marvels enters the battlefield, choose a word with five or more letters. Whenever you cast a spell with the chosen word in its rules text, you draw a card and lose two life, partner. Ignas Ignacio of Myra's Marvels, uh, 2 red red 4-3, legendary creature lizard performer. As Ignacio of Myra's Marvels enters the battlefield, choose the armor, blood, book, bottle, fang, fire, scroll, spear, sword, or water. Whenever you cast a spell with the chosen object in its art, create two treasure tokens partner as well. And finally, Hardy of Myra's Marvels, 2 green green, 4-4, four, four, legendary creature, elf performer. As Hardy of Myra's Marvels enters the battlefield, choose a number. Whenever you cast a spell with the chosen number of lines of, Myra, of flavor text, put that many plus one plus one counters on target creature, partner. So these All are right. Myra's Marvels. So let's talk about, where does Myra, who are Myra's Marvels? Where do they come from? Well, they are the top performers at the park. This is the main draw. If you're coming to see the circus and you want to see the show, you're coming to see these five incredible individuals do their thing. Um, but, Mark, I, uh, I have some news for you. Okay. You've stumbled into the lightning round. Dun, dun, dun. A list of attributes, and I'm going to tell them to you, and you are going to rapid fire go through each of these characters and tell me about them. Okay. Per we'll, by list. Will do. So we're going to start with Dietary Restrictions. Katerina, go. Katerina is a vegetarian. Floros, uh, go. Uh, Floros eats lots of fish. Nocturno, go. Nocturno eats blood. <laughs> Ignacio, go. Ignacio eats uh, small creatures. Hardy, go. Hardy eats. Hardy is um, eats lots and lots of meat. All right. Okay. Right High protein. Left-handedness. Oh, sorry. Katerina right left-handed. Katarina's left-handed. Uh, Floros okay. is right-handed. Um, Nocturno's right-handed. Ignacio's left-handed. Hardy is right-handed. Awesome. What's their favorite magic set? Uh, Katarina's favorite magic set is Amonkhet, because uh, there was Cat Tribal in it. Uh, Floros's favorite is um, anything that has uh, Merfolk Tribal in it. So, like, you know, on, on, on Onslaught didn't have uh, Merfolk Tribal in it. So maybe, um, uh, maybe Lorwyn, because Lorwyn has Merfolk Tribal. Uh, Nocturno likes, uh, I, I think he likes things that are dark. So, you know, Innistrad type sets, th things, things where, uh, things are looking bad. He enjoys the darker sets. Um, Ignacio, interestingly, really likes, uh, Rise of the Odrazi, just because he likes playing more of a, a battleship environment. Uh, and Hardy... Hardy's favorite is Infinity itself. How does he know of the existence of Infinity? I don't know, but he somehow does. That's incredible. Or right, last one. Deepest darkest secret. Deepest darkest secret. Katarina is she's a dog person. <laughs> uh Floris's deeper darkest secret is that that shine isn't natural. Um Nocturno's deepest darkest secret is he likes garlic. Uh Ignacio's deepest darkest secret is he always wanted to be a dragon. And Hardy's deepest, darkest secret, steroids. So. Don't tell anyone, <laughs> but you tell the wiki. It's canon. All canon. That was a wonderful lightning round, Mark. Okay. <laughs> so, so Myra's Marvels, the, the interesting thing about them is that they, um, they were originally branded as the three ring circus. That's why, if you notice, they have three rings in their art. Um, 
that they uh they are they are they understand that they're the big players and they banded together kind of like you know how the friends said when you deal with us and you make contracts you got to deal with all of us together they did that and so Myra has to deal with them as a set of five so she's like well as long as I have to deal with them together she branded them and made them the Myra's Marvels um but they are quite spectacular by the way so if you uh if you're going to go to the Astratorium and spend some time in the big top the, these five like until you see Flying Kittens, you just haven't seen a show, so. It's true. I, I still remember my visit to the Astrotorium. It's beautiful. Okay, next up. It came from Planet Glurg. Okay, so. so where, did, where did that come from? Uh, not a lot of people know where it came from, Planet Glurg came from, but it turns out it came from Planet Glurg. That's not wow. a lie. So, so XX, XX Green, what, Blue, uh, blue uh, zero, 00, Legendary Creature, Alien Ooze. You may have it came from Planet Glorg, enter the battlefield as a copy of X, different creatures on the battlefield. On the battlefield, It has a total power, total toughness, combined mana cost, all text boxes, names, art, and so on. And it says, a sludge with a grudge. So, by the way, he has a name. It came from Planet Glorg has a name. So, do you want to tell us what Planet Glorg's name is? Uh, yeah, it's Stefan. Stefan? Yeah. Um, that's a full name. That's a, that's a, yeah, it came so, from Planet Glorg is his nickname for short. Well, I mean, that's what they call Stefan. Like, they, they, it's kind of really, like, he's like, I have a name. You have to, ref like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, he finds it kind of offensive that they refer to him, you know, like, there's a lot of people from Planet Glurg. I'm, I'm one of many creatures from Planet Glurg. And, and that, he's part of Planet Glurg. It's his home. He, he you know, but it just, uh, anyway. That's but why, that's why he has a grudge. He's mad. He's mad that no one really understands him as an individual. They just see him as, as a, as this being that destroys things. But like in the Astrotorium's defense, in Glurgian, the name Stefan is approximately three thousand characters long. Oh yeah, yeah, it's really hard yeah. to pronounce. So I mean, I so, yeah, you see it and you're like, I'm not even gonna try. But it's it's just Stefan. Yeah, I mean, when he was young, he fell down a well, and it took them eighteen months to, to be able to get to him because it took that long to say his name. So, <laughs> oh, is it was it like Stefan? Yes. Just like, you have to well, it's, it's a, Stefan is the English version of it. It's very very long. In Glorganese or whatever the, the official oh, sure. language is, yeah, um, which is also where the, the Galactopod flavor on Icing Manipulator came from. Yes, so that's another fact about that planet. I think it's like an ocean planet. Yeah, right? I, I, my take on um, on Stefan is he didn't get enough love when he was a child, and so he takes other people's identities because he's like, "Will you love me now?" You know, and and so I I think it's just there's a self esteem issue. I mean, it really when it boils down to it. He just, he wants to be loved. I mean, then that's all. Why, why does he, why does he attack things and take over other people's identities? Just wants to be loved. That's all. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't want to be, it came from Seattle. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next up, we're going to talk Doodle. So oh, Doodle, wow. Doodle, uh, character, characterist, uh, six uh, generic mana, legendary creature, le legendary artifact creature, robot, one, one. When Doodle character enters the battlefield, create a 4-4 colorless sketch creature token. When you have 15 seconds to draw, the token is flying. If it has wings in its art, the same is true for First Strike and a Sword, Vigilance and a Shield, Menace and Mean Eyes, Trample and Horns, Death Touch and Claws, Life Licking Things, and Haste and Footwear. So here's the big question. I'm going to ask you, and you're going to explain this yeah. to me. There are a lot of robots, but this is the only legendary robot. How did he be, like, how did Doodle become the one robot that, you know, has a name, you know, has a name and everything? So when, when Pietro was pro the, you know, the the creator of the clown robots at the park, created Doodle, 
she accidentally endowed it with uh, the gift of prophecy. <laughs> so, uh, so Doodle's uh, caricatures kind of like uh, they have portents of the future. And ah. like, like he'll draw a family like do, you know on the surfboard with a big head. Everyone's like facial features exaggerated, or whatever, and there'll be like a little shark fin in the background or something. And a month later, that that family will be vacationing on on Glurg, which we said was an ocean planet, and they'll get eaten by sharks. Ah, it's, so that's why uncanny. so many of his characters have mean eyes. Yes, exactly. Because really, just lots of bad things befall. It doesn't seem to be it's Doodle's fault. Like, I don't think Doodle is influencing the future, but I do think that that somehow due to some like glitch in programming, well, Doodle is predicting the future. The other thing that I'm not sure people are, I don't know if people realize, but I will tell you is uh, Doodle was Pietro's first creation. And early on, she thought that she would just, you know, put, you know, sort of advanced AI into every robot. And then after she made Doodle, she realized, uh-oh, if you give them, like, if too much AI makes, like, he wasn't supposed to be a caricaturist. He wasn't designed to be a caricaturist. That's not at all what he was designed to do. He, well, like, he was, he had a completely different function. I think he was, like, scrubbing, you know, the roller coaster or something, the royal. Um, I heard he was a bellhop. Oh, he was a bellhop. Okay. It's mystery. It's mysterious. Yes. But anyway, he didn't do what he was told. And, and what Pietro realized is, look, I need the robots to do the thing I designed them to do. And she realized that, like, okay, I got to I gotta tone down on this AI. Uh, and so Doodle's the only one that has kind of a fully... That's why he's the only legendary one. He's the only one that has sort of a full personality. Because um, Pietro realized that the robots just didn't do what they were supposed to do if you, if you sort of gave them a, a full AI, so... Yeah, no, it's 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 really a tragic story about man's arrogance. Yeah, yes, and and Doodle, by the way, there was a path where Doodle decided whether to overrun the park or to become a caricaturist, and he he thought long and hard about it, and ended up becoming a caricaturist because because he wanted to use his gift of seeing the future, and that seemed like a better use than you know overrunning the park. So, yeah, like, yeah, if I could see the future, I would definitely be on a boardwalk somewhere, hundred percent. Okay, next we're going to talk Spinneret. So Spinneret, Arachnobot, three black green, two four, legendary creature, spider performer, reach. When Spinneret, Arachnobot, enters the battlefield, open an attraction. As long as you control three or more attractions, Spinneret gets plus two plus zero and has menace. Highway injuries are down 95%. Spider-related injuries are up 3,000%. <laughs> so I think Spinneret was, was hired as the, the safety manager in the big top, right? Like, there's all these high-flying tricks and stuff, and people are getting hurt. Like, space space nets are just not as sturdy as 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 Earth nets due to gravity and rotation and orbiting and forces. So you need something stronger. So we, we hired the spider who could spin these, like, reinforced safety nets. And so, so people stop falling to the ground, and I think that's really great. And I see no downsides, Mark. Well, I mean, the only downside is that um, Spinneret really has to... She is used to eating things in her web, and so there's a lot of training that went on and a lot of negotiations that went on. And in fact, what most people don't know is Spinneret is one of the highest paid employees slash performers in the park um, because the deal that was struck with Myra is she'd get a little extra bonus in, in, in regards for not eating any of the performers. Yeah, which, uh, except, of course, like like everyone else in the park, Spinneret is in a union, and uh, she does have union-mandated breaks and snacks, yes. and sometimes those union-mandated snacks 
are a less successful performer. And that's just how life, that's the circle of life and it's beautiful. Well, I mean, I, I think Myra decided that like, right, the, she, the, the compromise was every once in a while she gets to eat a performer, but it's a, usually a low, right, something that's not performing well. So, so and by the way, it's part of Myra's uh, program to motivate the performers to do their best work. Yep, it's, it, it, it hasn't failed. And the, real, the thing that really infuriates Myra is that all of the beebles and the rats and the squirrels and the gremlins are too small to get caught in the net, and they just slip through. So it's really... And so we got, yeah, so it's got a part of the employee motivation plan. Okay, next, we're going to talk about Solaflora, intergalactic icon, three white white, three three, legendary creature, human guest. Auras and equipment you control attached to Solar Flora, intergalactic icon, affect other creatures you control as those auras and equipment were attached to them. Counters and stickers on Solar Flora affect other creatures you control as though those counters and stickers were on them. Okay, so this is, uh, Solar Flora is an influencer. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is, notice she's a guest. She does not work at the park. Um, but she, she enjoys flaunting into the park. She loves dressing up and, you know, she, um... And wherever she goes, there's cameras everywhere. You can see in her in her picture, there's just paparazzi following around her everywhere. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the paparazzi at um, at the park. Yeah, I mean, in general, like, uh, the astroturing is a big deal, right? There's going to be names that show up. Like you get your Sora Flora. You get. I heard that Harvey Galaxy comes by sometimes. That uh, that uh, Interstellar Greg makes an appearance like there's all every big name celebrity from space that you and I both know about so well grew up watching on the interstellar TV are here at the park. So there's a healthy amount of paparazzi that are there to snap pictures of the guests enjoying themselves, you know, playing some arcade games, only rarely getting beheaded. Like it's, it's all a good fun, right? Yeah. And Sola Flora is there a, a lot. Uh, this is one of her favorite places. I mean, it's not the only place she goes, but it's one of her favorite places to visit. And Myra, Myra understands how much, like, how much publicity she gets. So Myra always, you know, makes, makes her feel like a star. Yeah. She's the only person that brims her own leaves alone. That is true. Yeah. Um, she can wear her own hat in and it's. Yeah. That, that helm, out. that helm is her own helm. The helm of the host that she wears. That's her own helm of the host and not, not one she bought at the park. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a legendary artifact. There's only one. Yes. <laughs> okay, so let's talk Magar of the Magic Strings. Uh, one black, red, three, three, legendary creature, Minotaur performer. One black, red. Note the name of target instant or sorcery card in your graveyard and put it onto the battlefield face down. It's a three, three creature with whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, you may create a copy of the card with a noted name. You may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. And if this creature would leave the battlefield, exile instead of putting it anywhere else. So Magar is a puppeteer. Yeah, does he make his own puppets, or are they, like, cursed? Uh, I think he both makes them, and they are cursed. Oh, okay, very good, very good. I'm glad it's both of those. Yeah, his specialty is making cursed marionettes. I mean, aren't all marionettes a little bit cursed? I mean, no one quite knows how he makes the marionettes, and, I mean, there are rumors about some of the dark magic he uses to make them. All that is known is, don't mess with Magar, uh, nobody who's messed with Magar, like, people just disappear to mess with Magar. Don't mess with Magar. Yeah, do not talk in the middle of a show. Oh, like, it, it, yeah. never, never, ever. Um, and also, just to be safe, if yes for audience volunteer, I would also not Yeah, I would that. not do that. But, uh, but he is, it is an amazing show. He is, 
I mean, he's not one of Myra's Marvels, but he is definitely one of the highlights of the park. I mean, while his puppets are creepy, they are, I mean, the fact that they are puppets, like, you know, you, you, when you're in the show, you forget they're puppets. That, that's how good it is. I would say, I would describe them as almost lifelike. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, they are, uh, some say they are fallen spells that, uh, but anyway, that who, no, no one quite knows what, what the puppets are made out of, so. That's true. <laughs> okay, next up, we're going to talk Meet and Greet Sisse. Red and a green, 1-1, one, one, Legend Creature, Elf Performer. Whenever you cast a spell, choose one. Flavor, Meet and Greet Sisse gets plus one, plus one to end of turn for each line of flavor text that spell has. Or History, create a treasure token if that spell doesn't share an expansion symbol with a permanent you control or a card in your graveyard. Okay, so Meet and Greet Sisse, let, let me explain real quickly. Um... She is playing the part of Sisse, much like if you go to Disney World, you might meet Cinderella or Snow White. Um, but she is a uh, she is so good at Sisse that Myra has her play Sisse whenever possible. And I should note, Sisse isn't an elf. Like actual Sisse isn't an elf, but she's so good that like the no one, everyone looks back to the fact that she happens to be an elf. I mean, I think that the. The the fire the first Phyrexian invasion of Dominaria was so long ago that uh, the the details of Sisse's exact personality have been kind of lost in the transition from Magic World to the Astratorium, right? So I think as far as as yes, no, her being an elf is they don't even know. They're like, oh sure. I mean, I, I think the people of the Astratorium believe that the actual Sisse was an elf because yeah, yeah. mean and greet Sisse. So what's her what's her real name? Um, um, it's, uh, Chennifer. Chennifer. is yeah. so good. She so becomes Sisse that people just believe this is what Sisse was. And she really has kind of warped the conventional view of who Sisse was from, you know, in modern sort of, uh, the people that live in the Astrotorium, or people that visit the Astrotorium. Yeah, you know, her, her greatest secret is that her first set was actually Darksteel. No, oh. so, uh, <laughs> she never actually played with any of the the, the old uh, Weatherlight uh, saga cards. Okay, but she read the wiki. We got to go on. We have, we have more characters. Okay, next right, up, okay, okay, okay. Claire de Lune, Joy Sculptor, white and a blue, two three, legendary creature, human performer. When Claire de Lune, Joy Sculptor enters the battlefield for the rest of the game, tokens you own become cards that are still tokens. They continue to exist after they leave the battlefield. One white blue tap. You may put a token from your graveyard or hand onto the battlefield. She'll sculpt goblins, saplings, Merit Lage, though that one will take a lot of balloons. A, a lot of balloons. Um, so, interestingly, now we all know that there is a robot on, there, that make, like, you can go see the balloon peddler that makes, that makes balloons. So there's a robot that makes balloons. But Claire said, no, 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 there's an art to it. That, that, you know, that, that, the, the robot can't capture the art. Maybe they can make them way, way faster, but they, they can't get the artist, the artistry that she gets into her um, and the other thing is her balloons come alive. It's a slight difference. I think we can paraphrase one of the rejected flavor texts for this card as part of, which is that she knows that they're done when the squeaking becomes screaming. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I think Claire is interesting in that. I think when she first came to Myra to try to get a job there, Myra was like, look, I don't need a balloon maker. I have a balloon maker. I have a, ro I have a robot that does it. And I think she so wowed Myra with what she was able to do that Myra, like, on some level, she's as much a performer, right? She's, I mean, she's not like an employee who just makes balloon animals. She's an artist. 
that in front of your eyes create something marvelous. Yeah, I think she had like a John Henry style like balloon off with the balloon making robot. And oh, she got the job. She did one hundred percent. She yeah, did. She yes. got the job. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was very um, uh, old American fable. <laughs> and I think I think to this day, Pietra's greatest like sadness is that her balloon robot didn't win that battle. Yeah, it's definitely a big regret she has. But I think Pietra concedes that also the balloon robot isn't that funny. So she kind of puts her energy elsewhere. That is true. Okay. Um, <laughs> next up, Grand Marshal Macy. One white, black, 2-2, two, two, legendary creature, human performer. You may choose not to untap Grand Marshal Macy during your untap step. If you do, put a pause counter on it. Then you lose one life for each pause counter on it. Whenever Macy becomes untapped, remove all pause counters from it. Two and tap, choose an un until end of turn or this turn effect. As long as Macy remains tapped, that effect doesn't end. So here is the interesting story of Grand Marshal Macy. Originally, she worked in the convention, uh, the concession stand. Uh, she did the drinks. And whenever the parade came by, she would leave her, leave her job and go get in and march in front of everybody. Uh, and Myra kept putting her at different parts of the park but she kept doing this, and then Myra finally gave in and said, okay, apparently she just wants to leave the parade. Why am I stopping the inevitable? And she just let her leave the parade. Yeah, no, I, th I think that she's a natural-born leader, and people want to, like, literally follow her, which makes which makes her such a good parade grand marshal. Um, yeah, and she, know, I, yeah. The other thing about her is that she, she has a little bit of magic. I don't know if people know this, but, uh, that she she makes the parade last longer. I don't know if people know that, but uh, her mere existence there is, and this is one of the reasons that Myra, I think, gave in to letting her do the parade, is her magic just makes the parade sort of longer than normal. Okay, we're almost done here. Um, so I, I have a few final ones we'll get to real quickly. So these last few... I'm gonna. I'm gonna do. This is uh, for you. We're gonna do lightning round. I'm, I'm not. Oh, gonna, I'm yeah. not even gonna read the cards. I'm just gonna say the card. You tell me a factoid about each of these characters. Are you ready? All right. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Uh, first up is Jermaine, Pride of the Circus, the, the lion, lion tamer. Uh, scared of spiders. Interesting. And, and he works with spiders, so that's 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 interesting. Uh, yeah. Next. That's what made it interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> Lila, hospitality hostess. Lila Hospitality Hostess, um, she she loves working with children, and, um, ooh, but she actually favors the Blorbian kids more than the other ones because she feels kind of bad. So she's like, I love all my kids equally, but really, she's she's a, a Blorbian, uh, a friend to the Blorbians. More a than a friend for the Blorbians, okay. Um, next up, Roxy, publicist to the stars. Uh, she doesn't have her driver flyer's license, which is awkward because her car is her is kind of flying around marketing people, but she uh she did not pass in flight school. Okay. Space Family Goblinson. Um they are honestly You would think, by the way, they all bicker that like the family is is kinda on the outs and maybe the their parents can get separated soon, but actually their home life is extremely wholesome yes. and positive. Very much. A very tight knit family. Yeah. Angelic Harold. Uh he actually has the uh the left ankle of a devil. Ooh. Due to a deal gone wrong. Everything else is of an angel. It says this flavor text, but uh devil's ankle. It's a condition. Okay, the final card to ask about, Vorthos. Um 
honestly, Vorthos could tell you way more about herself than I could. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the one thing is Myra struck a deal with Vorthos. Vorthos is only allowed to do the trivia contest once a month. Um, but, yes. but but in exchange for only doing it once a month, she has a, a, a pass to the park. Yeah, no, I, I think that's right. I also think uh, <laughs> that on the days where she's not allowed to enter, she's still in the audience just kind of like whispering to someone next to her like, I know that one. <laughs> so anyway, I want to, I, I can see my desk here. So I, I want to thank you, Ari, for having a, a full run through. So now we've done all the characters, all the legendary characters. Um uh, from Infinity, and so for all you out there, if you haven't had a chance to play Infinity, you can you can play all these fun characters and uh, or, or or make decks with them and construct it or do all sorts of fun things. Uh, but I want to thank you for being with us, Ari. It was a lot of fun to talk about all the characters. I had a great time, Mark. Thanks for having me. Okay, everybody else, I can see my desk, so we all know what this means. It means it's the end of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time for me to make it magic. I'll see you all next time. Bye bye.